Ho, 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 and welcome to the E-Files Christmas Bumper Special. This is going to be a recap of season one. You did not know that there were seasons. <laughs> it's a new development for us. We've just decided this is season one. We've done 10 episodes. It's the end of 2019, and we're going to do a cute little wrap-up episode of... Of the year. Of the year. All the episodes that we've done so far. And then in the new year, 2020, January, we're going to do season two. Which we will talk about later. Um, So yeah, let's get started. First of all, I'm Georgia Kelly. Oh, and I'm Ashlyn Brennan. And this is The the E-Files, a podcast exploring emotional intelligence. intelligence. Uh, Okay, so I, yeah, we kind of just decided to do this because we were like, the whole point of this series is to grow and develop and our opinions might change or like through debate and talking and experiences, we're going to learn more and, you know, our opinions will be challenged. And we just wanted to do like a recap on all of our episodes to say like where we've changed or what we've changed on, mm-hmm. what we still agree with or agree with even stronger or what we disagree with now. Because like obviously for us, it can be quite difficult when we listen back and we're like, oh, that's not exactly what I meant. Or like, I mean that, but I also should have explained further that yeah. I meant it, but I didn't mean it. And, you know, it's just difficult putting a podcast out there with your personal opinions. Yeah. So, to quote Kylie Jenner, realizing stuff. We're realizing things. Mm-hmm. So I, I think what my initial plan was to break it down per episode and or like have mm-hmm. five things that I've definitely changed or, you know, have a new opinion on. But now I've, I kind of only found like three that I was mm-hmm. like, that I know... I wanted to talk about and one wasn't even um a change of heart it was uh, to start off with it was loyalty which is our first yeah. episode okay. and um I'm going to assume that everyone's listened to it but also I should explain for people who haven't Georgia and I basically agreed um as a whole that loyalty is a lifestyle and a perspective and that if you are a loyal person you make different little decisions in your everyday life like like um laughing at a person's joke or a friend's joke if it's falling flat in a group um yeah trying not to gossip as much when other people are gossiping little decisions everyday decisions that don't seem that big but actually together define you as a loyal person or not a trustworthy and loyal person yeah so for me on loyalty i just wanted to talk about that because my opinions have not changed on Mm. it but my for because i think you and i had come to such a like emotionally intelligent understanding on it Mm -hmm. my further growth on it has been that it's been challenged a few times so for instance um if you listen to the last episode my cousin um Mm -hmm. was the guest james James jaskins i think he kind of wants to only be referred to as jaskins i think so well i only ever call him that so i don't know why i just called him james sure my dad calls him jaskins (laughs) and he's known him since he was born like it's so weird um but we yeah, so he and I, if you didn't listen to that episode, him and I are very close. We've grown up together, went to the same Montessori, all that sort of... Um, we've lived a very close lifestyle. And m- with him, because we are in the same friend group, I have found yes. our loyalty as family as well as friends challenged. It's challenged, yeah. And I actually feel that with my sister as well, because obviously my younger sister, mm. Rosie, is very much so in our friend group as yeah. well. So, I mean, nothing terrible has happened, but there's definitely been times where I've been like... Ooh, that's confusing in terms of like mm-hmm. you're my sister so you should be loyal to me but also like you're friends with everyone or whatever yeah and been. I feel like when you and I did the podcast initially 
I remember using the example of like if you yeah. and if Rosie and I had gotten into a fight, mm-hmm. which is it's it's a good example for someone who has maybe had that experience. But like it was such a hypothetical mm-hmm. for us. It's really rare that Rosie and I are going to get into an argument that we couldn't solve yeah, on our own. True. But those I wasn't being fully, I suppose, honest with the examples and exactly like that. Like it's such a it, that actually is quite difficult. And I think in the past I felt really and I know you have too. like felt really irritated by it and frustrated because basically you just have to be patient yeah there's nothing you can really do especially when the loyalty is not broken like you say in a really dramatic yeah it's just a, your standards weren't yeah. met but their standards were met one thousand percent point of view and just want to mention they're both Tauruses but um, <laughs> so yeah what is your exact point well my exact point is that they like I had to apply patience at the time mm-hmm. and exactly with that I had Jaskins to go with Jaskins he was he was loyal. It's exactly like you say. There was yeah, no he, disloyalty. He thought he was being loyal. 100%. Mm. His standard of not allowing bitchiness happen, for me, I think we'll discuss it in the next episode we do with him again. I do want to get his opinions on it more because for me, bitching is so specific and that's yeah, not what I was talking about in the last that's episode. True. If I use, I did actually say it, mm-hmm. but I think he kind of, it was kind of lost in the, in the wave of it all. But like, my point is, is like, if Rosie, for instance, let's switch mm-hmm. it to you. If Rosie came to you and was like, Ashlyn was really mean to me on a night out. Like she really embarrassed me. She was really rude. That, in my eyes, that's not bitching. Mm-hmm. If I'd been rude and horrible yeah, to Rosie, she has every right. Situation. 100%. Yeah. And I understand where Jaskins was coming from, but... Yeah, that's why I think in the last episode I said it's just about, like, negativity. Like, Jaskins doesn't want to hear, like, negative mm-hmm. stuff about a friend of his. Whereas you... And he was kind of calling that bitching, but that's not what you would consider... Absolutely not. And I would and I would feel quite staunch about that. Like, mm-hmm. I just think you're, that's a cop out, in mm-hmm. my opinion. But if he's not there yet, like, I have my whole life to live with Jaskins, mm-hmm. hopefully. Like, it, he, I do think yeah. it's a maturity thing. And, like, I feel like that's something that, like, if he experiences on, on the other side, then he'll probably kind of know how it feels. He just doesn't well, really maybe understand why that would bother you yet. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely just feel now with the distance from it all and I apply patience to the situation, I now have such a better understanding and acceptance of like, that's your standards, these are mine, but I'm comfortable in mine. Yeah. I think you when it, when it happens or disloyalty happens and it, it goes against your standards, you doubt your own standards. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm comfortable with my standards. Mm-hmm. So it's cool if you have yours and he's not affecting mine or his actions yeah. aren't affecting mine anymore because I'm not comfortable with mine yeah but yeah um that was yeah, how well, I felt with that so yeah so loyalty was episode number one I don't really think I have much to say about that because I don't think my opinions have changed and we also that was our first episode so we had like researched that quite a lot mm-hmm. so I was very sure of what I was saying it's I think it's in the other episodes where I hadn't done as much research that I ended up saying mm-hmm. stuff that I had hadn't fully thought about that's probably where my opinions will have Changed. It's so um, hard to fully think about them though because through our conversations yeah, the, I realise things as well. Yeah, the debate so. develops and then you're like, oh, I hadn't thought of it that like yeah. that. Anyway, next episode that we did was fear. And I think, I guess I do have stuff to say about this one because it's kind of fear and empathy are two ones that were linked and they're the ones that I have different opinions on when I listen back. So what was the main points that we made in fear? You talked about your anxiety because mm-hmm. it was like fear of... Like, you just have to listen to the episode. There's no point in you listening to this episode if you hadn't listened to the other yeah. ones. But like, yeah, your fear and that's what affected So like I'd college. fear, yeah, fear of failure affected my college and yeah. then anxiety had a physical manifestation. And anxiety of, kind of is fear. Yes, and that had a physical man- manifestation of vomiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, so weird. How many times have I sent you something now where it's been represented in popular culture? Like, yeah. do remember I sent you something recently? It's in Hustlers. I haven't seen the film. Oh, I haven't but, seen it either. But um, I saw a clip... 
someone had posted on Instagram the photo of the girl that's in Riverdale. She's going mm-hmm. out with Coles or Dylan Sparrow, one of them. And she apparently she has a really good representation of stress vomiting in that. And I was no like, <laughs> oh my god, interesting. Yeah. Um, I hate when stuff like that happens because I'm like, I thought of that first. Yeah. <laughs> I was even thinking of that, but I was listening. I was the first yeah. to talk about stress vomiting. Stuff like that just annoys me, but yeah. that's just like, isn't that like the epitome of being a hipster is like, I thought that before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really like, I, I never thought it was cool. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, not sure. that. Of course. But, um, okay, so. <laughs> no, no, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so fear, what did we talk about? So what yes. did I talk about? You talked about existential fears oh yes fears, fears abstract like yes i definitely get that oh yeah one thing that we forgot to say in that episode which i think we acknowledged in another episode maybe was fear of like a threat to mm-hmm. you. like we didn't like my mom when i told her that we did the episode on fear was like did you not talk about like fear of like walking home alone at night mm-hmm. and i was like interesting no, like we literally no we did not mention we didn't talk like about that. basic yeah basic fear. fears so like that's just a quick pointer that like we didn't we did just forget to mention that but obviously fear of like i think we talked about that in anger then like fear as a woman of being like threatened yeah for like, sure obviously that exists but my main point with fear and it's just linked to empathy because we t- talked about anxiety in both episodes was that i've kind of said on the podcast that i don't struggle with mental health issues and thankfully i literally don't and that's amazing and i haven't had huge issues in my life in that regard but I think I came across like as if I hadn't experienced it at all, which isn't mm-hmm. true. Just because mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't like had a huge struggle with it, doesn't mean that I haven't experienced it. And definitely recently, I've acknowledged that I'm like the most anxious I've ever been, and I think it's probably stress induced. Because I don't know, I've, I've, people with anxiety have told me that like things do trigger it. So like I've never, it's not like a black or white thing. You either have yeah. it or you don't. Obviously, it can come come up in any situation, and I'm surrounded by a lot of anxiety in my life like obviously a lot of people struggle with it now so I'm very acquainted with it but recently yeah I think it's just stress because I've started a new job and I've had this quarter life crisis where I finished college which I think lots of people will probably relate to like I've just left college well now it's second December so I didn't just leave college but I'm like in the first year of leaving college I'm like 23 24 and yeah I've just I, I guess it's stress but it's not stress as in like oh my god I'm pulling my hair out with stress it's just like a life stress like yeah wow what am I doing and yeah. like I have so many like things that are just like balancing like do I want to move away should I I just got this job and I'm so happy and I should I'm going to mm. stay with that and I'm in a relationship but I don't know how to balance a relationship with my own life and mm-hmm. what do I even want for my life do I want to literally be like yeah do I want to prioritize I, all these things because yeah. they're forever which do is ridiculous but your pri- brain thinks prioritize so. like my career my relationship travel kids kids <laughs> like do I want to make loads <laughs> of money or do I care about money at all like yeah. do I want to just live off grid and like fucking have a farm I don't know so yeah, all that stuff is like, I know that sounds funny, but I'm, it is actually very anxiety inducing. Like I've just noticed myself, I'm like overthinking way more now than I ever have. Like literally I will tear apart conversations in my head. Like they'll come back to me when I'm sitting on the bus and just go over and over my head. I can't fall asleep really without listening to a podcast or a YouTube video. Like mm-hmm. I used to just conk oh, out. Welcome. I was just so calm. I know, literally. Like I can still sleep. Thankfully, I hope I never have sleep issues in my life because my mum's like an insomniac. But... I yeah I I just I'm not I'm just not chilling anymore yeah. I'm still chilling in lots of ways but like yeah no my definitely I'm noticing I think a change you just have to accept that this is a period of imbalance and that mm. like apply patience to it and it will balance it yeah and I exactly and I, I don't I'm not like I don't feel like underwater like because I know that I'll come through it and I know that I'm even dealing with it like so well and yeah. like I'm, I'm obviously fine day to day I'm just like aware of the change in myself yeah so that was something that I wanted to touch on because I felt yeah. like I was like so annoyed at myself that I was 
that I said it so simply as if like I just never had mental health issues because like mm. that just seemed especially in this day and age where everyone's talking about it, it just, that just seemed just, I think I sounded close-minded about it when like that's not the case at all I just meant that like I'm lucky that I haven't had to struggle with it in such a serious way no I think that's honestly quite refreshing because like I think everybody I don't know there's people that's the thing there's people out there who suffer it's just on a spectrum there's no the only ways you can define it are if it's extremely bad or you know extremely good Mm -hmm. whereas that's not the case we keep saying it's a spectrum because it is a spectrum but at the same time you and I and most people who have day-to-day chemical balance let's say in their Mm -hmm. minds will go through bouts of depression peaks and troughs totally but then there are the people that we are now hopefully giving more of a voice to um who will struggle with it for the rest of their Mm -hmm. life and that is different yeah well that's mental illness i suppose as opposed yeah that's true being mentally mental health is different like mental illness kind of yeah so true but um do you have anything that you want to talk touch on about fear no i'm sure i i can still vomit when i get stressed yeah I'm sure i'm you're still you're still out there being fearful yeah <laughs> i don't i it hasn't it hasn't been tested in no, a while you've been actually pretty good recently but i haven't been in much oh i was in a fearful situation two weeks ago walking into your house yeah and i put so i don't know if anyone's I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast, but my friend Claire once told me mm. that if you, you, you if you put your hands in the air, you, you physically can't be sad yeah. or stressed. Why is that again? It's because You're your brain... No, oh. no, it's just that your brain is like aware. It's like immediately your brain has focused on the fact your hands like, what? Because that's, that's not normal yeah. technically. So when I was in the car with her before I walked into your house, which was going to be... I was anticipating to be a stressful situation. Just my, it wasn't just my house; it was a party that I was having in my house. She wasn't just like triggered coming to my house. No, I loved her. Just <laughs> for domination to do the podcast, but no. And then I put my hands on my um, headrest because mm. I couldn't put my hands straight up in my car, mm. and I was like, "No, <laughs> I don't want to get out into the cold." But then I just did that, and immediately it went away. That's so interesting. And then I just like got out of my car yeah. and was like, "Going, yeah." And so you handled that well. Thank you so much. Um, so in the next episode we did was anger. I don't think um, the only thing about the <laughs> we're, episode we're still. in general, yeah, I'm still fucking raging. <laughs> and, uh, the only the only thing I I feel like that was an episode that we were like so specific. We were talking about like anger as a woman, which I'm so glad we talked about that because like that's so interesting. But also there's so many other examples of anger that we yeah. didn't talk about. Yeah, but I don't sure. think I'm an angry person, so I also don't really mind that we didn't talk about it because that wouldn't be very true to us. Also, exactly, I think you and I, which is kind of contradictory to what we were talking about, what anger should be or emotional intelligence applied to anger. I think you and I do associate anger as a really negative and toxic emotion. Mm -hmm. So you and I are like consistently trying to step away from that. Mm -hmm. Like I know personally for myself, I'm always trying not to get angry, be angry, be aggressive, like whatever, be aggressive. Be aggressive. aggressive. (laughs) Um, So... I think you and I, maybe in the next series, we could actually explore the other facets, maybe where you and I just haven't experienced it. So like, mm-hmm. first, like frustrate, no, is that what I mean? <laughs> Frustration at different things, yeah. like family or, yeah, you know. I'm try- I can't, I think anger is such a confusing word because it's like, there's so many connotations with it. But in reality, it's like, I probably, uh, like little things do make you angry, but I just can't think of anything. Yeah, or you and I kind of are chill enough that water yeah. does roll off a duck's back. Is that the correct saying? Yeah. <laughs> when I learned English. Um, I kind of feel like... Yeah, and I'm realising that more with me and you, the more people I meet, I'm like... Because I, I, this is my norm. Like, mm. what me and you are like are, is my norm. Mm. But then I've been meeting loads and loads and loads of new people recently, and I'm just like, not comparing us, but I'm, I guess, comparing us 
in terms of trying to understand new people and yeah. I'm like I actually I don't know what my point is I guess I'm just like they're more have you noticed it in terms of like uh, like they've got more anger at the maybe, surface yeah. yes I think, we're, I think we're more maybe like easygoing 100%. than I would that I would notice on a day-to-day basis yeah. which I'm really proud of because I want to be an easygoing person yeah same I think you and I have that deep thing in mm. common where we both just want to be seen as these like chill easygoing people which is hilarious but I also want to be that for myself it's not just that I want yeah. to be seen like that like I want to be someone that doesn't that isn't stressed and angry. Like, I just don't want that for my life. Like, that's exhausting. Yeah, that's really interesting you said that because I find myself feeling that way for sure and I want myself... I remember, like, last year I was saying that I wanted that. I wanted to be at peace with mm. something I was dealing with and you were just like, that'll... Oh, sorry. You were like, that'll come. Like, that'll mm. come. And I think... you. I think sometimes you think if you don't get angry or emotional about something, you're not, you're not feeling yeah. a lot about it. Yeah. Whereas that's not the case. Like, mm. people... We have friends who are really low-key like mm-hmm. emotion wise and it turns out now we've kind of learned from them that like they were feeling all these yeah. things but they were just di- they just yeah. are so internal it comes di- it comes yeah. out differently they're ex- yeah they're exhibiting it differently mm-hmm. I remember when I was like 13 this is such a side story but when I was like I think I was 13 we were on a family holiday and I have an older older sister who's like I don't know how much older she is than me but she's like in her 30s now and she was like always like my cool older sister and I was 13 she was probably like 24 or something yeah and um but she felt so old and that's so weird if she was only my age so that's confusing yeah so but, confusing. Um, I remember because I'm the middle child and I've always been like my brother's kind of crazy and like hyperactive my little sister's also she's not crazy she wasn't crazy when she was a kid but like I was just like the quiet middle <laughs> child that was just like keeping shit together my sister was quite random so my, yeah we were, we were on the beach and something happened that was like crazy someone had a fight or someone got in trouble and I just like didn't react at all and my sister Lizzie turned to me and she was like Georgia you're literally the chillest person ever like nothing phases you and I was like no one had ever said that to me because like obviously I was still only so young but I, I remember just being like that's such a good compliment like yeah. I want to live up to that yeah. I, I want I don't want to be phased easily. because ultimately that means you can handle your shit you've yeah. got you've got an internal strength that you can apply yeah. to situations which is which like who doesn't cool. want that yeah who doesn't want that and I also think it's like a sign of being open-minded in a way that and understanding seem, yeah understanding yeah because mm. I'm just like because my dad is quite like that as well because he's been through so much that he's not a judgmental person like Mm-mm. so nothing phases him in that way because yeah. he's just so open he's just like he's seen it all kind of thing yeah and I also I don't think I've seen it all at all but I <laughs> want to be that kind of person that's just like open to anything and everything mm. so maybe 2020 will bring you that maybe mm. um love episode one and two. Oh dear god yeah I feel like there's a lot to say about this because Love is just... Why is love, like, the most, like, prominent emotion? I don't know. That probably says a lot about our society and culture. Or just ourselves. Or just ourselves. (laughs) But, um... I feel like, if I'm being honest, I was going through something when... It was quite raw, probably. Yeah. But I'm really delighted with how I've come come out of that. So, what... The way I feel about love now is that... I think... I think I know nothing about it, but what I did learn from it is is that it can look one way, and I did say this, I think, it can look one way and it can change. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's, like, all the reasons I could be like, oh, my five-year relationship fell apart because he didn't love me like this or didn't love me. It's kind of not about that for me anymore. Yeah. I just feel like I know where the love was in that relationship, but for me, I needed it to look like something different. Yeah. And I'm so happy that I'm now in a place that, like, I've I've fully accepted mm-hmm. that. I think when I came out of it which is only a year and a bit ago, yeah. that I thought, okay, well, you just change and then, like, we'll find our way back. 
And I wasn't the only person thinking this. I know that sound people might listen and be like, that's so fucking delusional. And it was, but there was reasons why I mm-hmm. thought that. Yeah, totally. So, I don't think people think that's delusional. I think people will relate to that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Maybe people who haven't been through it. Because yeah. I know I definitely would have been like, I know you feel that way, but you must have known. Which is was my attitude mm-hmm. for me going yeah, through true. losing love and gaining it again. I kind of felt that like, no matter how much I felt in my emotions, my head, my head was always like, no, you you know it's supposed to look different or you know you want it to look different or whatever. But I think some of the things I stood by... Oh, the friendship one. Mm. Yeah, I do still agree with that. Mm. Well, you're, do you know what I think about all the time? It's that your cousin, who I'm yeah. a twin with, said that she knows exactly what I meant, that she knows that I... She really used to sit and think my friends are my friends mm. and that I will be with them till I die. Mm-hmm. And then she found someone who she's madly in love with and has a great relationship with and spends all her... Sorry, has implemented... Their lives are now one. They live together, so they just spend all their time together. And she's just like, as much as I still love my friends, it's like, they're just not the priority. Yeah. She didn't phrase it like that, but I'm paraphrasing. But like, that's essentially what she meant. Is like, they can't... Your friends can't be number one when you get older all the time. No, and I fully agree with that because I remember in my five-year relationship, there was a point that I... And I only was talking about this to our friend and our silent producer, Claire. We should mention her on the last episode. <laughs> I was only talking about oh, this. Oh, we have to get her on the, on the pod. I know. She said she wouldn't want to, but I was like, uh, you'd be so good. She's so good. She's so wise, guys. You would well, her. listen to what I told her. And she was like, you're so wise. So, no, sorry. I was like, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I actually have around my point and I'm so mad because we're supposed Friends. to do continuity friends and Alice said oh sorry well I was just I was just sorry I was just talking to Claire about it and I was like there was a point and I was so I think I was so afraid to talk to you guys about this but because it seems so again I was judging myself for being inverted commas delusional when actually now I'm like oh my god you poor little thing you were coming out of a five-year relationship but I there was a point in that relationship where and I'd forgotten this but I do understand what Alice means because I was like I choose this relationship like yeah whatever was coming I was like I choose it mm-hmm. so if that meant that I was going to get him I didn't think about it like this but what it meant mm-hmm. was was that like if there's going to be you know difficulties with balancing that in my friends or balancing yeah. that in my life I'm choosing the relationship which is just oh it's such a I was only doing it out of pure desperation that I feel so sorry for my little Aww. soul now but like I'm so glad I did that because yeah. I know I have the capacity to do that for someone I love whether it be you yeah. or my parents or another partner in my life but I, I'd forgotten that I knew what Alice was talking yeah. about. And when I listened, when, when you said that to me, I was like, I, I do know what she means. Because in the episode, I'm kind of like, no, it's my friends. I go, <laughs> like, I completely yeah. understand now that I adore my friends now. Like, I couldn't have gotten to where I am without my friends and my parents and my family. Jasmine's. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but I, so I fully agree my point is I fully agree with Alice I know there will come a time in my life where the mm-hmm. relate my my where I place love will change well that's we even said that in the episode is like a healthy relationship where like being in love is a choice and that's yeah like that's how a relationship is going to work in the long run is that you both choose it mm. so you're going to have to do that if you're going to have a long-term relationship in your life in yeah which case if you're choosing to prioritize a relationship naturally other things have to go second third fourth fifth and as a friend who isn't in so I was the one in our friend group I was the one who's who has been in a long-term long long long-term relationship so as the person who's single now with friends in a long-term relationship I am completely understanding to that like it would never be an issue for me if someone chooses their relationship over the friendship as long as there's uh what's the word like not reparations kind of yeah so like like, if you were choosing your relationship 
I know that there's going to be, it's going to be rewarded. Yeah. Like my setting a step back and giving space or put those boundaries in place, it's, it's rewarded. Eventually or whenever, yeah. who cares? And you can obviously have both. We're not you, saying absolutely. you have to choose one or the other, but it's just like in small ways you're going to yeah. have to prioritise. And in the future, I think right now it's still mm. quite easy enough because everyone's yeah. balancing friends and yeah. relationships. But well, I think also I what I'm imagining, and like maybe this is like kind of naive, just because I'm like 23 and I'm like, oh my god. But what I'm imagining is like when we all move out, like if I'm living with a partner mm. and I'm working like a 60 hour week, like I am. Going yeah, I have not. Well, I just suspect conductive to no. friends. Because <laughs> if I'm still single at that point, I just feel like I'm mm. going to have to live with you. Like I yeah. just feel like we're going to have to yeah. like, or if I'm in a relationship and you're single, you are just my partner is going to have to accept. Yeah, I think I did discuss that with my last partner I kind yeah, of remember being like George and I are gonna live mm. together so like wherever you want to stand yeah. in that <laughs> yes you did do that and I appreciate that so much thank you see that then I do defend myself because you were like name or give examples of how you did prioritize yeah. your friends I that d- is no that is an example he was always second in my opinion I you might have always felt yeah, like that but I in my opinion yeah I didn't feel that I didn't really feel that but not in a bad way I'd like to me that that was normal you were in a relationship yeah but obviously I remember there's loads of times like I We'd have sleepovers to three of us. I'd sleep in the spare room and you two would be That's there. Not and that was prioritizing you. Well, it felt like it was immense that I was like I'm yeah. very much a part of you guys and your relationship. It wasn't like oh, yeah. you and him are together and I'm your friend at second. It felt like yeah, no. hi, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like no, George and I are in a relationship, everything. you're the fun guy that comes along. One thousand percent. And I actually yeah. I, I don't ever, ever think that was an issue. I don't yeah. think ever it yeah. was brought up. And I don't know if that's if we'd be lucky enough to get that again where someone's just like so accepting of that. I think I think your partner and I would let me have sleepovers with you guys. One hundred percent, but like this was like another level. <laughs> Probably because we were all friends, like we met all met at the same time, so it was like very yeah. equal. It's it wasn't like you introduced me to him. One hundred. So I think that's just going to be like such a different experience. I know it was so different. Also, we were so young. Like, yeah, there was so no we boundaries. Like Sixteen. So. <laughs> there was no. Yeah, boundaries. we were just like, what is a relationship do you remember like you got the big bed and that was the deal where I was like that's insane I'm such a fucking raging bitch but I feel like that room was still cold though was his warmer than the spare room because I remember the spare like I I, there was no way you I was ever going to relegate you to the spare room well that was different because you basically what there was one situation where Ashton was like I really need you to stay the night I don't know why you needed me to maybe you were anxious yeah so I was like okay well I want to go home but I guess I'll stay Oh, and then I think he came up with that idea. He was like, and he was she, like, yeah, okay, if you, you stay, can, you can stay in my room. You can stay in my room. Yeah, so I got his double bed, That's and they had so sleep funny. in the tiny single bed box room. Which I'm, I don't know why I wasn't just nice enough to be like, it's grand, guys. I must have been like bitter that I had to stay. One hundred percent. No, I bed. also genuinely there was context. <laughs> the spare bedroom bed was much comfier. Okay. But the room, they'd never turned the heating on in the room. Yeah, so and also the bed was up crazy. against the radiator. And they yeah. never had really guests. Yeah. So, like, the, the the layout of the room changed if a guest mm-hmm. came. But when, if it wasn't a planned guest, it was, like, it was such yeah, a much more comfier was, bed, but it was a freezing yeah, room. It was, yeah. It Whereas at least his room, I feel like... Yeah. But I... So funny. We can we need to talk about this. Or say, this is the PSA. Mm-hmm. If you're in a relationship and you have a single bed, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go yourself because i'll just tell everyone Figure that relationship that i was in for three years of it mm. my partner had a double bed then he moved house and got a single bed did you have a single bed no, but he was never really down we barely had to deal with that i mean like when it's a frequent yeah. you have to sleep in their bed yeah. um no you can obviously hack a single like one night yeah um because i live further away so like and we didn't have a car so like he never really came down to my house unless like christmas time or one time he built a load of furniture in my house that was so good Ikea. yeah no my mum was like my dad was like i'm not doing it 
And I was like, I don't want to do it. So I literally like employed all anti-feminist wiles mm. and I was or standards and I was like, I need, I need you as a man <laughs> to come to my house. But yeah, no, I just want to say that um they're not okay. Long term single beds. I yeah, I truly think okay. it affected our Honestly, relationship. The, when I got my double bed, it was I only got it when I was like twenty, maybe twenty one. No, I was twenty. Yeah, uh, I was like, that's random. first of all, I bought it myself. I was like, I saved up my fucking money from working in like pennies and bought a double bed in Ikea, went to Ikea with my dad and was like, I want that one with the memory foam layer and then brought it home. It was the best thing that's ever happened. I was so happy. It's the, I it's, was, oh. I li- I'm still so happy. I lie in my room and I'm like, because my bed is right beside the window, I can just look out. I have this like, I love my room. It's really vibey. And I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like you, if you're an adult, you need a, a double bed. Anyway. No, because I've been with someone else now who had a single bed as well and I would wake up during the night out of uncomfortableness and I would, like, look at the person. And just be like, that's infuriating. It's infuriating. We should be then angry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't think I have anything else about love that I was like, I don't agree with that. I mean, obviously, there's little things that I'm like, what am I talking about? But it's like, just, yeah, that's the same. Like, there's little things that I'm like, I remember saying them and being like, (laughs) but I don't think... Because I, I don't think I said anything too in stone because I, I still don't know what love is. I'm learning. Like, that's, I still basically feel like that. Um, Do you feel like your standards are changing all the time? Um, Not in drastic ways, but even in, like, little ways of, like, reassurance. You're like, oh, yeah, this is how I like to receive love. Um, I haven't thought that, but now that you say it, I was thinking the other day... I haven't thought this, so obviously my brain, my brain's a bit fried, so I can't, like, I probably won't be able to articulate it well, but I remember thinking on the bus the other day, I was like, I, if I'm looking at the older relationships I've been in, I saw a definite correlation between what love was, but I still thought that, I think I had unrealistic expectations of what love was based off previous relationships that I've had mm. um I'll, I'm just going to be specific rather than try and like talk around it but I in my first relationship we didn't fight at all mm. and like that this is quite personal for me but like we didn't argue at all mm. uh like ever maybe towards the end we had a couple of fights but I we just didn't annoy each other I don't remember even what it was like I can't even imagine that now but like we just I guess we just didn't annoy each other but I I don't know and everyone always says that fighting is good in a relationship because it means you're being honest. And I really used to disagree with that so much. And I still do because I'm not, I hate that. Because I was just saying I want to be a relaxed person. I don't want to argue. Yeah. And I hate admitting or accepting that in loving relationships, arguing is like healthy and it's all part of the process. Yeah. But I was sitting on the bus the other day and I was like, I arguing is still not good and I don't like arguing. But in my current relationship, if we argue, I think it is in the long run making us not even better it doesn't mean that our love is better but it just means no, stronger i don't even know if it means it's stronger i just think it's kind of oh deeper deeper maybe yeah because i feel like that's yeah. one of the reasons my five-year relationship did last as long as it did mm. because we had renewals of each of ourselves mm. all the time through yeah. arguing we had period bouts of like stressful arguments and i agree with you it's really really shit but I and it, some of it wasn't you know the, like even though you're saying now some arguing isn't good I think we're at the age now and we've been through enough relationship situations that you can tell when an argument's a good one and a bad mm-hmm. one like what's the, yeah. is it is it toxic and there's a word for it like an unevolved argument mm-hmm. or an evolved argument yeah. and I know for certain that my relationship lasted like no like barely any 17 to 22 year old relationships last unless you're like they're the type of people who are like 
we found each other at church and we're obsessed. Yeah. And like, if anyone, or if it's like toxic or like codependent, one hundred percent. And if anyone who knows me and my last partner, we were not the obsessed with each other people. But I really, I've taken that with me. My ability to understand a good argument and a bad argument, argument, yeah. and absolutely, our love got deeper because yeah, you can't. Sometimes you can't come through them, but other times you can. And I think yeah. it is important. Yeah, I was just thinking. I was just looking at them and I was like. I actually know you. It's not even that I know you so well. I I don't think I'll ever be able to put into words. But I was just like, it's actually mad that we're like as real with each other as we are. I think in previous relationships, if we didn't argue, it was. I know that's so obvious, and like literally everyone says that about relationships and arguing. But to me, that I just personally learned the lesson, so it was a bit of a revelation that I was like, it felt like me and my last partner were being really honest and saying everything but we obviously weren't because we weren't arguing and then we eventually broke up mm. but yeah we just weren't being that it's not that we weren't being honest but we just weren't being that real like rawness and realness is different to yeah. just being like myself around you yeah there's like a difference yeah, yeah it's it's so hard because it's like you're not it's like you're not saying one or the other Mm. so like yeah you were being real around each other and you were being honest because you weren't lying yeah. to each other but at the same time there was only maybe it's not even like deeper it's just like layer one and layer two yeah you possibly could have gotten to like layer five yeah but now you're at layer eight like it's yeah, yeah. it's and just different but it's just because you can have living. an argumentative relationship with someone who you think like people have come out of relationships and gone we used to argue all like mm. you could have someone who go we argued all the time i felt it was really deep but they were lying to me yeah so exactly like, yeah or you come out of it and you're like obviously arguing a lot can just be toxic and yeah. you might come out of a relationship and be like we argued all the time and it wasn't worth it like we wasn't benefiting us and I don't know what the answer is but like just for me right now it's just like actually I definitely different type of love I definitely I definitely know the difference I knew that and when my relationship was coming to an end that the arguing wasn't worth it really? yeah and so did the person 100% 100% they have told me that that's why it ended for them because yeah. they could not cope with the arguing anymore because That's it wasn't so fair yeah. but yeah because there if there's no change like I remember mm. years ago both my parents had been divorced and but they're together now they had marriages previously and both my asked my mom why how do you know when a relationship comes to an end and this was years ago like when I was a kid and like trying to build up a like mm. library of things to know before I get into a relationship so mine's perfect like that like such idiots idiocy but my mum said when you're arguing about the same thing over and over and over again yes and the, like that could be years and then you come to a conclusion that's fine it's that mm. when there's it just doesn't change and first like yeah. for certain now I've noticed that even with like dating people I can see things where I'm like oh it definitely wouldn't have worked out because yeah. that was never going to change that's the thing mm. yeah mm. interesting um also I'm I've been um reviewed as vicious mm. so you know don't come for me Put that out there. Sure, you should get a tattoo that says vicious. I, we said this, I yeah, want to get it on my lip. Yeah, I think it's literally amazing and yeah. iconic. You should do that. I would do that, but apparently it's really sore. Yeah, but I think it's only temp- kind of temporary. Yeah, it goes yeah, away. So yeah, because like yeah, I don't want vicious actually tattooed. Um, Next one was empathy. I've already kind of talked about that with the fear one. It was just the only thing that I wanted to say was that um, the anxiety thing. I don't know why empathy leaned into anxiety. I think I was talking about how I don't know if I can be empathetic to people with mental health issues because I haven't necessarily experienced it. But no, I think you were saying you learned empathy yeah. by being around people who struggle with mental health because you can't have natural, mm. uh, not natural, but instinctive empathy yeah. because you haven't been through some of the darker bits. But, but you I can had... still empathise because I understand it. Yes, um, I don't think I have anything more to say about empathy. I guess, yeah, my takeaway, and we because I've debated it with uh, multiple people that listened to the episode and they might have had different opinions. Like some people, basically the root of the debate is like, 
Um, some people think you can empathise when you haven't experienced something. So you can empathise with vic- people that are victims of war in Asia. or And some people think, no, that's not empathy. You can't empathise with people unless yeah. you've been through it. Yeah, you're right. So my cousin said that. Mm. And we, we agreed with that. What, I can't remember what we said in the I think pod. I think we said in it that you can't truly empathise, mm. but you can, what's the other word? Sympathise. Yes. Yeah. I think that's, and like, I mean, it's still just a matter of words, but I still kind of stand by that. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point. We, I don't think you need a new, I assume you're the same. The nitty gritty doesn't exactly matter. Mm. But if you are using the terms correctly, then you couldn't be like, oh, I like completely empathize with your major depression mm. when it's like, well, you can't really, you can only sympathize yeah. with it. Yeah. I agree with that still. But I, I think. I agree with that still, but some people were saying. Some people will just feel differently. They're like, no, of course I can empathise. I can put myself in your shoes and I can understand it. Mm. But like... Um, notions. That's what that no- is. We'll do notions. I think my mum said that and I'm just like, you just want to think that you can empathise. <laughs> Not to sound critical, my mum's literally so empathetic all the time. Like, she's amazing. She probably is, right? But... She was the example we gave of being overly empathetic lying yeah, awake in bed. Yeah, sorry, true, yeah. <laughs> or did we cut that out? Uh, no, I don't think we did. <laughs> no, we didn't. Um, okay, next one. I feel like I'm powering through these. I don't mean to be, but I just want to make sure that we get to touch on everything. So yeah. the next one was loneliness. Yeah, so this was one of my ones that I chose that we both agree that literally the minute the, the episode <laughs> wrapped, both of us yeah. silently went away being like, oh, <laughs> what crippled. Have we done? <laughs> crippled with loneliness. Yeah. Um, I truly was like, oh, I'm alone in this world. And um, even though I have all my friends and my family and partners and all the, the love that's ever happened in my life, no one will ever get me. <laughs> and then once I went through it, I was like, oh, I don't care because I'm not alone. And loneliness is like you, like you said at the start, you feel like you haven't experienced it or I haven't experienced it yet. So it came yeah. after I said that stuff, yes. but then it went again because yeah. I like got, like I haven't even been seeing, like, it's yeah. not like I did what we said where like I felt lonely. So I immediately went and out and saw people. It was more that I was like, I'm going to sit with this and see what this feels like. But I just did get a sense of like, oh, if this is, if this was every day, I can see how mm-hmm. you could kind of turn around and be like, I'm going to get really fucking bitter about mm-hmm. this. I'm not going to go meet people. I'm sad and I'm lonely and I'm pissed at the world for feeling this way. Like, I deserve yeah. better. I totally I, get you. Yeah, I feel like... Now, I don't know why it shifted, I assume, because, like, I don't have that mindset ultimately. I feel like it's kind of weird because it shifted for both of us where I didn't feel, like, necessarily lonely, but I just was, like... After the episode, I was like, of course I understand loneliness mm. more than I kind of said... Do you think we were too afraid? Because I think I have this with some of the episodes that like I'm too afraid to address that I feel mm, that way. Maybe. I think it's, mm, I don't, for me, I think it's more just like I hadn't actually thought about it. And then after we talked about it, it was it, like took my brain like a day to like soak it in. Mm. And then I start noticing it. Mm. Um, But yeah, for me, I, it's not that I felt directly lonely after the episode, but I just was like, I don't know, like... It, basically in the episode we were saying we haven't experienced loneliness that's so great for us we haven't really had to deal with that and like loneliness is kind of like you could do stuff to help yourself and I still stand by all that I obviously think we should be proactive and positive thinking but like I'm just like way more sympathetic than I maybe sounded in the episode I'm yeah. just like of course 
people are fucking lonely out there. A lot of people are lonely yeah. out there. A lot of people, normal people, our age, young people with friends, with good families, and they're still just feeling lonely. I think it's like an epidemic actually in like our society. Yeah. I think it's like so fucking common 100%. and people blame it on social media. I don't know if that's true or people blame it on like the society culture. We're not living in communities as much. Like people don't know their neighbors. People aren't, I think being in a community is so important for like humans. We don't really have that. And yeah, I just, I'm like, we should have maybe, I wish we had come at it from that angle rather than coming yeah. out at the angle of like, we don't really know anything about loneliness. How high is your horse yeah. today? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. How high were our horses that day? <laughs> well, it came back to bite us. Yeah, for sure. Um, I still definitely... Well, I have I, no friends anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, my parents left me. Yeah. But yeah, I felt lonely in small situations like where... Yeah, where if I... I feel lonely when like I just feel like I don't fit in somewhere. Like when people don't get me and I feel like... I'll, I know it sounds so fucking like angsty that like I'm just so misunderstood but I do genuinely feel mis- misunderstood a lot of the time like I just think I don't express myself clearly I've, I said that in the episode kind of but like I just feel like people don't really get me like I love being around my friends that get me because I can just be myself I don't have to explain myself a lot of new people maybe don't know how to read me don't know how to take me and that makes me feel so lonely because I'm like am I just like a freak or am I just like I know, I a think, bitch I feel like though that you don't you're not seeing I feel like you're reading their reactions wrong. Yes, and then I think it's paranoia, yeah. which is feeding into it. Like in my, this is all coming up because, like, I, I, as I said, I have a new job and I'm meeting lots of new people, and I'm constantly like, if they don't laugh at a joke or if someone I just met down doesn't laugh at a joke of mine, I'm like, do they just not get it? They don't get me. Oh, they must think that I'm so rude, or they must have thought that was so annoyingly sarcastic, but actually they probably didn't give a shit. I one thousand percent. But then, yeah. Well, I don't know. Like maybe they did think those things, but it's like. Because it's like, they I think... They still don't give a shit, even if they thought yeah. that. They're not, like, you have judging ne- my character of no. it, which is kind of what I assume. And then that makes me feel so alone, because I'm just like, oh my god, like, Ashton's the only person that gets me. <laughs> <laughs> but I still feel like we have to explain ourselves to each other all the time. Yeah. But yeah, I do feel I like... I feel seen by you, though. Yeah. Or at least if you're being a freak, I'm like... <laughs> what? Oh, or yeah. I just go to my sister, and I'm like, she's a bigger freak than I am. Yeah. She gets me, so that's fine. It's like validation. Between me and Rosie, you're equal. Yeah. You're seen on all levels. Because yeah. with Rosie, you feel like you can be like... Yeah, she's a bigger freak than me, so I'm not a big mm-hmm. freak. But then, oh, I don't think I ever think you're a freak. No, I don't think you think I'm a freak. I'm trying to think who I think is a f- I think I think I have some guy friends who I think are freaks. I love that word, freak. Yeah, and do you remember um, at my house, I called someone a freak about the coffee incident. Did you? And Luke Smith was like, that's such a bizarre insult. Like, oh, it's yeah. so good because it's like... I know, it's... Why is it so funny? It's just like... Freak? Such an old word or something. Like, you freak. I feel like we said all said that in like 2002. Yeah, because I think it's like... What does a freak even mean anymore? I just, it makes me think of, like, freak show. That, well, like, that's the thing, and that doesn't exist nature. anymore. We're all yeah. way too PC yeah, to even care. Too, yeah, exactly, but that's why I love it as an insult, because it's like... Yeah, you freak. You freak. <laughs> it's like aggressive or something. One time someone said to me, this is a complete deviation but I just needed to voice this because I've thought about it twice today mm. one time someone I had this tattoo on Instagram the way yeah. I had positioned my hand and someone messaged me saying groovy tattoo oh no way but oh, isn't that yeah. weird can we just can you validate me that that's really just like as a 24 year old yeah. human being that's a weird thing and we're not close that you would mess something groovy I don't I don't think that's weird fascinating I don't feel I don't think it's weird and I don't mean to sound judgmental on I'm not I didn't judge him based mm. on that but I am a little bit like I would have never messaged someone saying groovy I say tattoo. groovy. I've replied to people's stories being like groovy tune. It's like in their story. Yeah, you messaged me that recently. Did uh, I? Yeah. Groovy tune. 
Who does oh, I just think of Looney Tune? Yeah, I know. Which I love. I said groovy. No, I think you said groovy tune for the love fool by the cardigans. Oh, yeah. Great. So, did you want me to Um, sing it? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, never, don't, yeah. Sorry about the loneliness. I was basically, if you're a lonely person who you were like triggered listening to that, we did not mean to say it like that. But also, um, we're probably being harsh on ourselves. I think we were, uh, I think we expressed ourselves quite well on the episode. It was just like, we came away from it and we were like, oh, wait. Is of course that not, I'm lonely too sometimes. Is that not the point of that, of yeah. this series? Like yeah, that is literally, it's just like an update. Yeah, basically. and that we, I'm so glad even if I, like I think in the past it would seem like to find fault with an episode would be, I'd get defensive or I'd feel insecure. Mm. Whereas I'm in such a place now that yeah. I'm like, that's literally what it's about. I like, think that's good that we're like 100%. poking holes and like experiencing new things. And we loved when people poked holes with us to yeah. have a healthy conversation about yeah, it. We adored that. Because so. like we're not experts at all no so like, and I would hate people to listen to it like sometimes I think if we ever got like big that you'd have one of the reviews would be mm. like there's two yeah. white girls talking yeah. about emotions <laughs> and 100% that's what we are being, like self-righteous about it yeah when it's like yeah, we don't I'm trying so hard like to yeah. not do that but obviously maybe sometimes <laughs> we do so honesty honesty if you didn't listen to the episode my main point was like I'm such an honest person. I always try to be. I've always honesty is the best policy. And I love that for me and for everyone. We need more honesty in the world. That's the only way like we can like develop and like fuck people that are tiptoeing. But also sometimes being honest isn't the best thing. And sometimes you need to bite your tongue and being totally honest can just hurt people's feelings. And when I say it like that, that is still exactly my opinion. But I just wanted to like reiterate that like honesty is the best policy for me like it just it, it was just for me it was like a revelation that I had for a minute where I was like oh you don't have to be honest all the time and mm. sometimes that's good for the other person and for you and that's true of course but bottom line is I just want to reiterate that I still think honesty is the best policy and I think we could do with more honesty in the world I don't think that many people are actually that honest yeah like day to day I think most people are like we have, all have a facade on we have a mask on we're trying to People please, we're trying to get by. People are just out for themselves. They're just trying to do what's good for them. Yeah, for sure. And they're not being that honest and raw and real. And yeah, I think the link between honesty and being real is important as well. Because like, we all should be real. Like, I want to be down to earth and be fucking myself. There's a real good example of that in when someone asks you how you are. Yes. And you say fine. All the time. And it's like, even if you are fine, it's that you haven't gone, well, I actually am good now, but... yeah. And that, but then I've also noticed because sometimes I've thought that before and I'm like trying to be more honest in my responses and often I'm just like yeah I'm okay I'm okay and everyone whenever I say I'm okay instead of good or fine people are like just okay like but not in a like oh I'm worried about you are you okay just being like laughing at me for being like pessimistic mm. maybe that's me being paranoid in their responses as well but I feel like you, people don't really like accept that because they're not expecting it and they're just kind of like oh you're just okay like mm. what's wrong Rather than being well, that's, like, oh, and then that's for being honest. What's up? Yeah, well, that's the thing. You have to... People don't want to hear about other people's problems. Yeah. Not in my opinion. Not, not in this moment here of a pub. Probably not. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about honesty? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we were like... I think we expressed ourselves well on that episode, so... Yeah. I would think that I still agree... I think I actually, I, I've, I said that I wasn't an uh, inherently honest person, but I also said I wasn't a liar. That's fully true. I'm mm-hmm. not a liar. But I um, I think I've always kind of known that about honesty. Like, I definitely am so aware of when my feelings were hurt by people's honesty. So, yeah, but then that's really all I have to say on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, same. 
So the last one then was Jaskins. I mean, I don't think we have like huge reflections on that episode. I just thought this is kind of wrapping it up because we're going to talk about like what our plans are for season two and for 2020. And I think having a guest on was just like so fun. Yeah. And like fun for us to record it and fun for us to... Fun for, for people to get to see another side of us as well. Yeah, like, I think we both, different sides of our personality really came out. <laughs> like I'm sure if you don't know us that that was probably so interesting to see the difference and I think it was just fun also having a bit of crack obviously we're like yeah. not serious in these episodes but like we're not like joking around all the time because no. like we're obviously debating we think we're super funny but we're also yeah. not natural comedians no. is how I would kind of think but we're just it's not even that it's just like I don't think we're like messing around like we're we're talking yeah. about a topic but it was fun to just like literally mess around and talk shit with Jasmine and I love that we didn't even have a plan because it just like yeah. we were just talking about like dating to books to reading to like yeah. everything I love that I know and um, next time we should do it and um, we'll prep him so we don't have to edit it because there was really funny bits yeah that had to get edited just so other things would make sense but some of the things that were said were so yeah, funny yeah of course yeah um, well I learned from that episode that you know the feckin part where he was like women book clubs yeah he loads people thought that was hilarious really? and that infuriated why did they think that was funny? I don't know. Claire thought it and my mum was like, I was laughing so no way. Yeah. <laughs> Women who wrote books. Yeah. He just, he p- picked apart a really unnecessary sentence. Yeah. It's just, yeah, he, that's so Jaskins. So he'll just like pull you up on a word when you're mid-story yeah. and then just no, like it kill- keep I- making jokes about it. It's like, I'm trying to actually talk. But, uh... Do you not hear what you just said? That is the most infuriating thing. <laughs> so trait. annoying, yeah. Um, I, I do love it. Yeah, now. we love having Jaskins on and we're gonna, we have plans to get more guests on in the future. Yeah, but I think one of the ones we should do we'll definitely get him back because we didn't get to talk about love and relationships and yeah and that was like is, the main reason why we actually want well what I wanted him on for was to oh. talk about love because his points of view on breakups and love are not interesting and like they're he's so wise but just like no not at all di- he's like a straight man so it's just like a different experience than I've had yeah so what I just wish we had talked about that I think it's going to depress people what his opinions are yeah but that's for. maybe important like <laughs> yeah maybe probably relatable um mm. so yeah then other episodes that we're going to do like we're still going to have a lot of them where it's just us two but I think we're going to try get yeah definitely there's some people different points of views as well it's not even yeah. just to have fun it's just because like we haven't experienced everything so yeah. like someone with mental health issues maybe or someone with anxiety yeah. or someone who is really lonely like they'd all be obviously so such valuable or a POC in our society at this point in time where Ireland's seen as this very liberal country in lots of ways and progressive when actually you know racism still exists very largely mm-hmm. in this country and with the voting that happened with the election that happened in the UK we are the country very right next to that mm-hmm. and I think it's with the hard border coming in and with Brexit and everything I think it'd be really fascinating to have someone who is a minority in this country yeah. Come on yeah, and talk about the emotional issues that they face. So yeah, that would be deadly. And um, so, what else do we want to talk about for season two? It's going to be the same that, structure. Yeah, same every second. We really like the ten episodes and then a recap. I was yeah. like, that feels. You know the one if you watch the Kardashians, they're like, you know, that just felt like or Kim Kardashian talking about her kids. She's mm. like one syllable, like it feels right. That's how I feel about the ten episodes right. plus a recap. I'm yeah, I'm really glad we decided to do this as well because, as I said, I just wanted to like clear up certain opinions because it's kind of annoying when you release a podcast and it's just out there and that's it and like unless someone messages you directly you don't get to say anything more about the topic yeah so I love this as an opportunity to just be like this is what I meant or I didn't mean that yeah very blessed that you got the opportunity to make your own podcast hashtag blessed hashtag blessed gratitude yeah do you want to then I think we should I think we should round off this episode with one really funny bad story that happened to you this year and then it really like I'm really glad this happened in 2019. 
Okay. Story. Do you, you go first because I don't have a prepared response. Well, a really emotionally unintelligent and self-aware moment, an unself-aware moment in my life. Well, no, sorry, I should give some premise. So the start of my 2019 was horrendous, mm. to say the least. Yeah. Um, I was in hospital for a period of it with the suspected brain tumour when it was just... It. Yeah, two, a day. Two yeah. days. Well, it was like two days by the time I left there, but... Oh, no, was it one? What? You didn't stay the night. I did, pretty much. Oh. Because I was there at, like, five in the morning and then I didn't leave until... Oh, well, yeah, no. Yeah, one day. It felt Either like way. a really long time, anyway. So I was waiting in A&E in this country. You're practically waiting a really yeah. long time. I think I was there from, like... I don't know. It feels like I was there from early in the morning. Maybe mm. I was there till early in the morning. Mm. I don't remember. That's hilarious. Anyway, that I felt my like birthday? A, yeah. Yeah. But it was before your birthday that I messaged you because I remember mm. being like... Or maybe that it just felt like before because it was really early morning. Mm. But I don't know why... I, I didn't think I woke up that early with the headache. Yeah, you did. Okay. That's anyway, they brought me in because they were like, oh my God, she's going to die. And then they were like, it's just stress. Mm. So I was just a really broken human being. And yeah. I just feel like I spent 2019 with a lot of like, if the feeling doesn't get better, if this doesn't get better, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to be defensive. I'm going to be this like emotional person all the time. And then like, I'm rounding it off being like, I am so secure in where I am. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I don't believe that. Like, I don't mean that in a high horsey sense of like, I know what I'm doing. Not at all. I mean that in truly, like I've just grown and I just feel so secure in myself. Um, but one really, one big time when I wasn't was at the start of the year. And I just think maybe this isn't funny. What? I asked a 20 year old out oh my god <laughs> and I just want that is so funny it's so funny and if you know me um which most of you probably who listen don't actually this you don't know this about me one of my favorite things in life was when people humiliate themselves mm. and then because I find that so incredibly satisfying I'm also good at admitting when it happens to me I wasn't for years but now I am really good mm. so one of the things because I'm so in a, such a good place I am happy to admit that I really stupidly and randomly asked a 20 year old out and he pied me that is actually so funny so funny and, and you were 23 yeah uh oh, i was on the cusp i was gonna be turning 20 and he's not that cute oh no he's oh my god no it was so bad like it like was, it was random it wasn't like yeah it yeah. made sense even at the time yeah no i'm not shitting on the age for just the fact of it's the age i'm shitting on the whole scenario and like the fact that all of my friends were so good to me being like, don't. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm gonna. And they yeah, were like, okay. Um, <laughs> it was brilliant. And I'm really happy that I'm now in a place that I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> um, and then the good story is just my growing over the past yeah. year. I'm just in like yeah, you've life. You've grown literally so much. Yeah. If you look at how you started 2019 to how you're ending it. Yeah. It's diff. <laughs> Very diff. Hopefully. <laughs> we have to get past Christmas. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fucking scare me like that. Are we like a year? I think we're like a year to the day that oh everything went downhill. Oh my god. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> it's this time of year. People are fucking crazy, man. Yeah, well, Claire said to me the other day that you... Christmas is like... Two weeks before Christmas is the... Is a record... Every year there's a record number of breakups... Really? And then in like November, it's cuffing season. So there's yeah. a record number of new relationships starting. And a, a, a record number of baby making. Really? Wow. I honestly hate myself that I just said baby, baby making. making. <laughs> baby making. I don't really think I have any fun stories. Like what? I, I, have, the, I have one. Oh, please share. Oh, I did in the car and I've forgotten it. Um, okay, well, for, I'm going to start off first of all, like an uh, overview of like my year. I feel like I've been 
I feel like I've been like good this year. I haven't had like huge issues. Like I'm in a relationship. It's not like I went through a breakup. I think when you're single, all this kind of, I feel like when you're single, your life is slightly more tumultuous, I think. Yeah. And I've been in, I was just like in college. But then the second half of the year was like my, my quarter life crisis where I was like, obviously struggling a lot so I feel like I've just been like so challenged in the last six months like I feel like I probably had it quite easy up until now in terms of like I went straight from school to college and I had my friends and I had healthy normal relationships yeah. and I was always successful and I was doing really well in school doing really well in college and then I left and I was like I don't know what I am doing and I literally had a panic attack but anyway uh so yeah I've just been challenged a lot recently but I think that's probably good, like, in the long run. I'm obviously learning so much about myself, but I just... It's 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 quite, like, scary and confusing to be like, do I even know who I am? Mm. Um, but um, anyway, emotionally unintelligent thing that I did... I don't even know how to tell the story. Oh, well, I was just going to say that it's funny because you thought you were doing yeah. the best thing, but you weren't. And it's actually yeah. funny now with the step back that you're like... Even though all the logic was yeah, there. Yeah, there was... It, it was quite... I just don't even know how to, like... For, I, I, it's one of the things like I can't explain like what my thought process was yeah but, that happens to me all the time after the fact I'm like yeah, I yeah. cannot even have the discussion yeah. because it seems so but stupid but that's what I mean that's an example oh, I'm going to tell a story in a second but it's an example of something that I was so sure of myself in mm. but then I, it turns out that I was just wrong and it's like I hate being wrong but I can accept it but it just that compiled with every other thing that I'm like learning about myself it's like do I even know who I am and is what am I doing like, am I doing like, everything wrong? I find that hard to relate to because, like, what's the worst thing that can happen if you don't know who you are? You're just going to find out who you are. No, it's just me literally being Capricorn. I'm like, yeah. I have everything under control. And then I'm like, wait, I don't. Yeah, for I sure. I don't. And I feel like it's like or, overcoming trauma. Like, you, you're, it's a constant battle. So, like, I think that I've come to a space where I'm, like, a great person and I'm really successful and smart yeah. and I have friends. But it's, like, it's not as simple as that. It's, like, an ever-changing and growing process. 100%. And you're not what you thought when you, like, two yeah. years ago when you thought you were successful. That's different and now. Two years ago when I thought I was emotionally intelligent is so different to what it is now. Yeah. Obviously. Sure, on the bus recently, you and I were coming home from town and you were like, yeah, I just always, am I not like right? And I was like, well, yeah. obviously other people don't think you're right. And you're kind of like, yeah, I know that makes me sad. And I was like, yeah, I hate it. But then I gave you the example of like, I obviously think I'm so right. But yeah. then the person who I was talking about, the person I used to be with would be like, no, well, no, the certain person that I was on dates with yeah. would obviously see me as someone so totally different. Yeah, of course. So that's the whole point of it. It's not that you're wrong. It's just that the people are different. People think you're wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like, but I don't care. Yeah. OK. Well, anyway, the story was just that it was my graduation. Obviously a big deal in anyone's eyes. I just had a weird fucking thing about my graduation. I was like, I don't want to I don't know what I want to wear. I want I wore like docks. <laughs> which is like controversial I was just like I, I don't want to do anything I did not think that was controversial I know, I know but lots of people have been like what like no one else was really wearing why would you wear heels they're so uncomfortable not even heels but like I could have just worn like a smarter shoe what is a but smart anyway. shoe I don't know Ashton thank you for being on my side <laughs> no this is why you probably shouldn't be friends with me because I'm <laughs> yeah. like well I just had a weird thing about it and I was like I don't want to do anything I don't want my family to be there I don't want to get any I didn't get the official photos taken I didn't wear the cap I wore docks I didn't really get any photos whatsoever with my scroll uh, he was yeah, that's like, infuriating to me as someone who didn't graduate I'm like you should have done bizarre. it I don't know what I was I just had I, it's not that I wasn't proud I was just like I don't want to draw attention to myself I obviously was just like a very like in a weird place anyway I'm in a like relation, a serious relationship we're going out for a year and a half everyone else brings their partners <laughs> to graduation it was a very normal thing to do you bring your family and you bring your partner and um, I just did your best friend and your best friend, well, no, that's not normal. <laughs> but um, I just didn't, I just didn't invite them, her. I just was like, yeah, 
it, I was no, like, it wasn't. It's as... like on the fourth of November. I was like, yeah, like I'm probably not going to do anything for it. Like you, you wouldn't enjoy it, and like you don't really want to go. So like it's fine. You know, do you know what? We're gonna go for dinner. I'm going for dinner with my family, but like it's grand. And we just and I just like would not even talk about it whenever it came up. And she was just kind of like, I should probably go. And I was like, mm, no, <laughs> it's everything's fine. It's fine. You have to go. And then eventually came to it and she like it was like a week before, and she was just like, Are you actually joking that you're? I'm just like not randomly gonna go to your graduation, even though we're in a relationship. Like literally everyone does it. And I was like, Yes. And then so then I eventually I invited her, and it was fine. She came, and then. And it was actually obviously so normal and so fine. And I took it back and I apologized and she got over it. But then <laughs> like a couple of days later, I was like to my dad, like, am I insane? Like that I just didn't think to do that. And he was like, you're an animal. He called me an animal. An animal. I was like, you, he was like, I don't know what you were thinking. Do you have no feelings? Like, obviously you have to do things like that. It's your graduation. You have to do it. And bring your partner. Do it. And bring your partner. And have a, have a dinner and wear a dress or whatever the fuck. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm weird. I think honestly yeah because there's no point in getting into it your logic was sound as uh, as logic goes but there's uh, we as we've discussed before you can have logic and then there's reality mm. so like my logic that I yeah. should be famous and you know should be rich yeah that's logical yeah. technically like I, I just feel I want money and I and you know being famous could bring a load of money and perks but it's literally not reality. Mm-hmm, so true. your logic wasn't wrong. It's just that realistically it was very wrong. My logic was, was not wrong by of, asking the 20-year-old age. Yeah, But true. realistically it was very but wrong. But it was also, and both of our examples are similar because like everyone was saying to me at the time, yeah, like, yeah. oh, like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, would you not invite her? Or like, I was are you not like, going to have okay. like a normal graduation? <laughs> yeah, you were literally like, mm, are you sure? And like everyone was like, what? And I just like couldn't hear it. I was just like, no, I like, Ah, it's like a weird thing like I don't want tension I don't want tension on me yeah. and then yeah same with you everyone's like are you sure you want it yeah, sure you fancy him a week ago I was like yeah are you sure? that sounds like you're talking about your girlfriend do you sure you fancy him <laughs> yeah about me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no I don't fancy him okay well also mine was like deep and weird because he went to the same school as my ex oh I do think I didn't at the t- that 100% I yeah. don't think I thought that at the time but looking back now maybe dear god if you, you can't see my eye roll weird happens when you're 18 weird shit happens okay I think that's like I feel good after that episode I don't feel like I have anything more to say <laughs> which is always a great way to end the pewed yeah so yeah 2020 is gonna be good season 2 is gonna be thanks fun thanks so much to everyone who's listened you've been an absolute star you've yeah, made our dreams come true mm, I love doing the podcast um yeah it's fun anyone? and we're gonna also try to do other different series as well like that's still on yeah. the agenda. Yeah, we just have um, so much on our plates. Yeah, I hate when people say that though, because it's like, then you're not. I hate it too, but I actually feel like genuine this time. Like I literally don't have the time. No, yeah, one hundred percent. And also, we still did. This is still two weeks from the last episode. So. Yeah, we're on track. Yeah, no, we're on track. So I'm proud of ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for your support. Follow us on Instagram at Iconicus Team I C O N I C U S Team Team and Happy <laughs> Fucking New Year, kids. Yeah, Happy New Year, and I hope that you guys can reflect and grow yourself. Georgia talking in her weird voice <laughs> freaks me out always. Do your baby voice that I can't handle. <laughs> I cannot handle it. It's just, it freaks me out. Okay, love you guys. Bye. 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 Ho, ho, ho.